Hey, this is Kinnagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Alex Polish with us. Alex holds an MA in Organizational Development and Leadership, an Executive Certificate in Leadership Coaching, an Associate Certified Coach, credentialed through the International Coaching Federation, a BS with distinction in Biological Sciences, and is trained in medica- Meditation Facilitator. As a seasoned leader and entrepreneur, Alex understands the complexity of leadership as it draws upon a decade of experience in creating, growing, and leading a multi-million-dollar business, and that he co-founded called the Rare Barrel. They sold the business in 2022. With that said, and a lot of experience coming our way from Alex. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So, Alex, great to have you on the show. Let's begin with your journey. So, you mentioned that in those. In a decade of experience, you've got two decades of experience, right? So tell us about it. What got? Yeah, thanks for asking. So I spent the last decade of my life with a business that I started called the Rare Barrel, like you had mentioned. And about five to six years into this business, I felt a little stuck and I felt confused. And I felt stuck because I just wasn't sure where I wanted to go and what I was doing as a leader and entrepreneur at that time. We were managing a manufacturing facility, a restaurant, international distribution. It was a very complex business. And leadership itself as an entrepreneur is incredibly complex. And I got really lucky. I met a few coaches through a friend. And just through some casual conversations with them, I started to notice I felt unstuck. And by that, like I felt like I had more choice and possibility. And then they invited me to start working with them on some small projects. So I was doing that on the side. And eventually I went to coaching school. And in coaching school, I realized that coaching really works. It's this process that can really help someone when they're feeling stuck or confused with the complex environment that they're working in as a leader or an entrepreneur. Coaching is a process that works for a lot of people. And it worked for me as I got coached more and more. And so when I've really decided to leave my business and to start coaching full time, it was when I realized that coaching gives me energy. And it was something that I realized that when I was done with a, coaching a client, I had more energy than I went into it with. And this was different from my business that I was working in because I often felt at the end of the day, pretty drained and tired. And so that's when I decided to pivot is when I noticed myself that this is something that, that fills me up, gives me energy, and I'm ready and willing to do more of. Sure thing, sure thing. Awesome. So now tell us about the experiences that you have had as a coach working with clients. So what are some transformational stories that you would want to share that is on the top of the mind? Yeah. So one story that comes to mind is a quick one. We This is just after two sessions. And I was working with a client who had quite a bit of anxious feeling. And they were a high achiever. So we'll call them an anxious achiever. And this person, after just two sessions, she told me, I have a practice now that I can do for the rest of my life. And I feel like there's a huge weight lifted off of me. There's a huge weight that I used to feel that was holding me down that I can now feel free from and do the work that I want to do. And this person was a very high achiever to begin with. They were doing really well at their job, but it was just this, this feeling that was different for them. And so it can be quite subjective when it comes to coaching, working with someone's feelings, but to have someone feel differently and say that they feel like this weight that they've been feeling at work all the time is now lifted. That's huge. And that makes me feel fulfilled as a coach. It surely does. And can you give us an insight about the systems and processes that you put forth 
to help that particular client or any client in general to get them from point A to point B. So each client is different. And part of my process is to spend our first meeting or two exploring what they would like to work on. And so I don't have a template that I apply to each client, but instead I ask a lot of open-ended questions that help you as the client and me better understand what your needs are and what you want to work on. Because coaching works best when you have a real challenge that you also really want to work on. So that's where it starts for me. And then from there, it's breaking that goal that you establish up into smaller goals, smaller achievable goals. And all these small changes add up over the period of a coaching engagement. I like to think of it like a, the metaphor of a wave. I've been a surfer for two decades. And so the beautiful waves that surfers surf actually start thousands of miles away in a storm. And it's all these smaller waves, all these small changes that over time and distance group together into slightly bigger waves. And then those slightly bigger waves group into bigger and bigger waves that get cleaner and more beautiful. And then finally, at the end, it looks like this beautiful wave that's crashing on the beach. But it all starts with a little bit of a mess and smaller changes. Sure thing. Awesome. Now, you are also a meditation facilitator, if I'm not wrong. So give us an insight about the meditations that you yourself practice and would recommend for any beginner to get onto. Sure. So as a meditation facilitator, one of the things that I really like to bring into coaching, which I think a lot of coaches do, is supporting clients and cultivating self-awareness and self-management. So what I mean by self-awareness is the ability to check in with your feelings and your thoughts and understand what thoughts and feelings are occurring at any given time. And once you check in with how you're feeling and what you're thinking, then you have the ability to create choice in terms of how you choose to move forward in whatever situation or environment you're in. So one of the, one of the practices that I like to use that I learned through my work with the Mind Kind Institute is this simple two-part practice. It's asking the question, firstly, what is my internal weather right now? And so you find a weather pattern that describes how you're feeling in that moment. Perhaps it's stormy or snowy or foggy, or maybe it's rainy or sunny. So you just name it. And just simply by naming that, you're acknowledging what your experience is like. And then the second part of this practice that anyone can do is to set an intention. You might ask, what is an intention I'm willing to have? Or what is a mindset or mental attitude that I'm willing to hold now? And this is where you cultivate choice, the choice in how you show up to leading your business or how you show up to that next meeting that you have or how you show up when you come home from a stressful day of work. So it's acknowledging how you feel, how you're thinking, and then how do I choose to be moving forward? So if it is raining heavily, then you should use an umbrella. That is Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's raining heavily, maybe using the umbrella is like that metaphor for forgiving yourself and giving yourself a break or giving yourself a little rest from whatever you are doing. Being an entrepreneur, or being a leader, I have found can be pretty stressful and there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of volatility and sometimes a little chaos it surely is it surely is being an entrepreneur is in itself a challenge and those who are willing to take that challenge would surely see, seek the reward and would surely live a better life as far as living their dreams is concerned 
Uh, yeah. Alex, my next question to you is about the questions, right? You mentioned that you ask a lot of questions, open-ended questions to get the client speaking. What are some of them? So part of that is me listening to what matters to you as the client and asking a question based on what you are sharing in that moment. I'm going to be listening for not only what you're saying, specifically with the words, but also your body language your facial expressions, the movement or the lack of it. I'm also going to be listening for what you aren't saying. And I'm going to ask questions that help you dive deeper and go further than you could have normally gone on your own. So that's a maybe a long way of saying that the questions that I ask are specific to you and what matters most to you in that moment. But if I were to zoom out and look at answer this question from another level, maybe one of the first questions I'd ask you is, what do you want? And we go from there. And sometimes people have a very clear answer to what they want. And other times I find people don't have that answer. And that's what we spend a lot of time figuring out. Yeah. Sure thing. What do you want? Of course. And what do you want, Alex? I want to serve and support leaders and entrepreneurs with their growth and development. And that's my purpose. And a lot of what I do in coaching is bring someone's purpose to the surface, support them in naming it and holding it out in front of them. Because I've found it through the way coaching works that we can have this goal that we work towards. And we all have goals. And a goal can be something deep or it can be something surface level. But what's beneath that goal? What's motivating that goal? And if you align what you are doing and what you're trying to achieve with your sense of purpose, what motivates you as a human being on this planet, you can really tap into to a power that just flows. So for me, what I want is to serve and support leaders and entrepreneurs with their growth and development. I've been there as a leader and an entrepreneur, still an entrepreneur, and it's not easy. It's a challenge. And it can be this challenge of being an entrepreneur. You are creating your own future. And there are a lot of people who rely on you and your success is tied to a lot of other people. And it can be really hard at times, but it also doesn't have to be that hard. You don't have to struggle and you don't have to suffer as much when you have the right support now for your needs. Of course, of course. And one thing that you mentioned is about goals, whether it be surface level or deep down. So what are some ways that let's suppose it is revenue-based goal for an entrepreneur. So how do you help and how can you help that person coach to hit that revenue-based goal? So a lot of what I do as a coach is take what their goal is. So let's say it's a revenue-based goal. I will ask questions that help us bring it back to the person themselves and bring the conversation from an external thing to internal. And how can we look at the mindsets and behaviors that a person relates to those goals, whatever it may be? How can we work on shifting those mindsets and those behaviors so that they are supportive of the goals? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, a lot of what we are doing is thinking in our heads and feeling in our body. And those two things affect the actions that we do to either work towards achieving that revenue-based goal or to unintentionally sabotage our ability to achieve that. Got it. Got it, Alex. Now, my next question to you is around the lines of misconceptions that you feel that are in the industry, what do you think people confuse coaches? Yeah. 
So I, th- I think one thing that is sometimes a little confusing with coaching is that some people might think I am the expert and I'm going to tell you what to do. And while I may be an expert in coaching and have a lot of experience in entrepreneurship and I've studied organization development and leadership, my role as a coach is not to tell you what to do and be the expert in your life. My role as a coach is to honor that, that you, the entrepreneur, the leader, the person, you are the expert in your life. And me as a coach, my role is to be curious, to listen deeply and to ask questions that support you in coming up with your own answers to your challenges. I will provide advice every now and then, and I'll offer opportunities to learn based on what you are sharing with me, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. And the science shows that if I tell you what to do versus you come to that same answer yourself, you're more likely to do it if you come to the answer yourself than if I tell you what to do. We've all been there before, right? Where, you know, you're talking, you're chatting with a friend and they're just like, let me give you some advice. Let me tell you what to do. And then it's just, oh gosh, I don't need more advice right now. You don't fully understand the situation. So I think that's one of the common misconceptions. And then I think another common misconception that I've noticed with a lot of the clients and entrepreneurs and leaders that I work with is that feelings can be a distraction from work and performance. And I think particularly at least here in the United States, we often associate a lot of what we do with like living from the head up and by the head up thinking, it's all about thinking the thoughts, but there's so much knowledge that each of us have in our body, in our felt sense, the feelings that we have, the emotions that we have, those are data points. Those are pieces of information that can help us make better decisions as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as employees within a company. And so as a coach, Not only do I support you in better understanding your thoughts and the stories that you're telling yourself that might be limiting you, but I also support clients who are interested in it in cultivating emotional intelligence, their ability to understand their feelings, manage their feelings, and work with them in a way that supports them in achieving their goals quicker and faster, and in a way that feels more whole. Totally. And one thing that you mentioned was about emotional intelligence. Right. Can you please elaborate on that? Give us an insight on what are some ways that we can practice on a regular basis to cultivate emotional intelligence. Yeah. So there are four main components of emotional intelligence. That's self-awareness. The first one, that is, what is my own experience right now? We touched upon this earlier. It's what am I thinking and how am I feeling? Then we have self-management. Self-management is choosing how to respond in any given moment. So I might be frustrated in a meeting that I'm having with my business partners, but I can choose how to respond. I can act out that frustration or I could calm down and I could say, okay, I'm frustrated, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to express that frustration in a way that is embarrassing and I'm going to regret. So that's the second component is self-management. And then we have the social component of emotional intelligence, which is social awareness. That's the ability to pick up on other people's feelings which is incredibly important, I think, as an entrepreneur and leader to be able to get gauge the temperature of how are the people on my team feeling? They say one thing, are they feeling and are they feeling, are they say they're excited about this, but then are they really not really excited? Are they down? Are they rolling their eyes? Things like that. So there's that picking up on how other people are feeling. And then the fourth component is relationship management. And that is how to manage those relationships with other people when you know how they're feeling. 
And this is so important, I think, for any leader and entrepreneur to, to work on because it affects how your team performs. It affects how the organization performs. And it also just affects what it's like to be at work with other people. They say that when it comes to emotional intelligence, IQ, and personality, it's thought that personality and IQ are relatively fixed across someone's lifetime. But emotional intelligence is something that someone can develop. It's one of those things that someone can develop and is also one of the largest predictors of success as a leader. If you can work on it, you can become better at it, and it's a large predictor of success, why not? I know. <laughs> yeah, totally. So emotional intelligence it is, guys. Alex, before we move forward in the conversation, please tell us about the best ways people can find you. Tell us about your email, your website, or anything that can help us reach out. Uh, if you'd like to connect with me, I invite you to go to my website. That's www.bluegoldfish.co. You can also email me at alex at bluegoldfish.co. And I can also be found on Instagram and TikTok at alexbluegoldfish. Okay, awesome. So do reach out, guys. Now that has brought about some curiosity. What is Blue Goldfish? Oh, thanks for asking. I got so curious about goldfish when I learned that goldfish are considered indeterminate growers. And what that means is that under the right conditions of support, goldfish grow indefinitely throughout their life. Yeah, it's so cool, right? And I realized that is such a beautiful metaphor for coaching in humans. And what I do as a coach is that I create those conditions of support that allow my clients to continue to grow indefinitely and specifically grow in whatever direction you are interested in growing. Now, I call it blue goldfish because blue goldfish do actually exist. And when I found this out, I was surprised for all of my life. I thought of it at that point that goldfish were different shades of gold. They were gold, orange, yellow, and white. And then I realized that there's this rare blue goldfish and that changed what I thought for my whole life. And I think there's some, something beautiful and that relates to coaching is a big part of coaching is questioning these beliefs and these assumptions that we have about things. What are my underlying beliefs and assumptions about how I lead and my business and what it's like to be an entrepreneur? And as a coach, I support you in questioning those so that you can examine them to see if it's something that, if it's a belief that's supporting you in achieving what you want to achieve and getting where you want to get, or if it's a belief that might not actually be true, but maybe it's something that your mom or dad told you when you were a kid and it's just stuck with you and maybe held you back, or maybe it's something that you saw on TV and you just took it up from there. So we examine them, we question them, and then support you in creating your own beliefs that matter to you. And we'll support you in moving forward. So that's the story of Blue Goldfish. It's one about creating those conditions of support and growth. And also going deep and examining those beliefs that, that really affect how you show up and affect whether you know it or not, your ability to achieve your goals and what you want to achieve. Excellent. Excellent. And now I have more general knowledge than I did. <laughs> so my next question, unfortunately, the final question for the day is about the action steps that you suggest we take after listening to this conversation. What to do? I'd say the first thing I would do is just pause. Just pause for one minute and just ask yourself, what is possible? And see where that question goes. And if you can achieve that on your own, then that's fantastic. Go do it. Go do it. 
And if you need support with that, get support with it. You know, my final message would be like, you aren't alone, whether you're a leader, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're navigating the complexity of leadership, starting a business, you feel anxious feelings, or you're trending towards burning out or navigating a big transition. You aren't alone. There are a lot of people who have been through that, who are going through it. And there are a lot of people out there who are ready and willing to serve and support. So I'd ask what's possible. Examine where do you want to be in five years, 10 years? What is your dream? And then go from there. Break it into smaller steps. What's possible, nice. Just remember that everything is possible unless and until you believe in it. So just take a moment and believe in yourself and write down maybe what's possible because there are a lot of things that you could be doing. And of course, if you need any assistance in any way and if you resonate with Alex, the best ways of reaching out to him is through his website, Instagram and TikTok. Please mention all of them when last time, Alex. Yeah, that's www.bluegoldfish.co, alex at bluegoldfish.co. And on Instagram and TikTok, it's at Alex Blue Goldfish. So do reach out, guys. With that said, that was today's episode of the Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much, Alex, for such a wonderful conversation and increasing my general knowledge. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful today. It was a wonderful conversation that we had. I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.